This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Although the trade deadline is coming up, which we will be talking about, uh, the Mariners had a phenomenal weekend last weekend, and I definitely want to touch on that because, of course, uh, the organization watched their first player ever be inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm Allison Sutter. I'm here with Greg Johns, uh, who was there, uh, which I'm sure was a wonderful experience, Greg. So, I, you know, I watched the speeches, and they were wonderful. I was laughing at Junior, uh, not laughing at him, but... Uh, I knew he was going to be emotional, but he literally could not make it through the second sentence without breaking down. And what really made me laugh was the second sentence was him thanking the baseball writers for voting him in. And I think that might be the first time anyone's ever started crying when uh, thanking baseball writers. So uh, how was it just listening to his speech, and what did you think of it overall? Yeah, I mean, that, that was junior. You know, I, it was neat to see him kind of – I mean, he was nervous. Uh, you know, I think the, just the enormity of it all – kind of hits you when you're up there and then uh, all the anticipation of that speech. Everybody knows that kind of your crowning moment in the game. And, and uh, got a, a little sneak peek of it the night before. They had a Mariners party with a bunch of, bunch of longtime Mariner uh, employees and, and people that Griffey had known forever and worked with. And and uh, and uh, he, he got up and talked to that group and, and 20 seconds into it started started crying and fighting the tears and, and choking back the emotions. And so he, he sort of knew this was <laughs> when he got out there in the big stage. And there's part of me thinking maybe the, the dry run the night before might help him, but, but no, it was kind of the same thing. And uh, at 20 seconds in, you know, he, he started to fight back the, the emotions. And, and funny, afterwards we asked him about it, and in 20 seconds he said, no, I, that wasn't 20 seconds, that was 24, wasn't it? Was 24 so. Oh, very clever. Yeah. He, he keeps the sense of humor about it, didn't, didn't hide from the fact that it was uh, a, a, a touching thing for him. You know, this whole, the whole uh, weekend was... Uh, was the end of a, a large buildup and a lot of emotions and the people and, and, and just kind of, you know, what it all meant to him and his family, especially, and, and uh, them being there and uh, such, such part of his life and, and part of that moment was, uh, was fun to see. And, and yeah, he, uh, he did, he did uh, you know, it's the one thing I think he, he knew he wanted two things. He wanted to speak quickly because I think every, every veteran there had told him, what's your advice? Go, go quick, Junior. We don't want to be out there in the sun all day, you know. So in the back of his mind, you know, he, he didn't want to be the guy dragging that thing out. So he was he was trying to get through it, and uh, at the same time, you know, touch on uh, the things that meant so much to him. So it was fun to be there. Definitely, uh, it's one of the, one of the highlights of my life. Uh, certainly, as a sports writer, and you know, being a part of that and kind of seeing some of the behind the scenes things, and uh, just getting to enjoy that with uh, with everybody else. Yeah, you know, one of the, I think it was somebody on MLB Network um, on the panel. I believe it was a former player sort of brought up the point that, you know, major league players are conditioned to always be, uh, especially like during their career, to just be focused on that day, that task, to be looking forward, not too much, of course, but never, they don't really get a time to reflect back. And often, and this, this didn't happen, this doesn't happen with a lot of Hall of Famers, because of course, um, 
you know, their exits are, are a little bit, what's a little bit more fanfare. They can retire, kind of have some closure and like being celebrated a little bit as they're retiring. Whereas, you know, 99% of ball players, their careers just end and they go away because they didn't make the team out of spring training and that's it for them. I mean, that happens a lot, but, um, so, but to be able, this is like really the first time that they, you know, verbally like put it into words to look back at a career. And I think that might be what makes them cry so much. Yeah. It's funny. There's two things there. And one thing that maybe, um, you mentioned several times over the weekend that when he was playing with his dad, that, his dad kind of had the big picture and, and sort of understood where he was fitting into history and he being junior and then how these accomplishments were going to be looked at upon. But, but it, as you said, it's at this time, I'm just, I'm just trying to play baseball and I'm not looking at that. I'm just trying to, Hey, we've got to win this game. We've got to do this. We, you know, it's, everything's built into that, that moment. So yeah, you're right. You know, you get, get there. And I think, you know, it was, it was interesting. He had never been inside the hall of fame, never set foot in the building until this weekend. And, and uh, the day before this, the ceremony, the induction. He, he and his family got a, a private tour after the thing shut down, and of course they were taking around and showing everything. And he had a chance to kind of absorb all that. And uh, you know, and I asked him about that and and, and what what struck him. And, and he and he, he I thought it was, it was touching. Really, he said, you know, I I realized that for the rest of my life that that's where I'm going to be. He said for the rest of my life and, and, and beyond that. You know, I mean, it, it's you realize wow. when you're in there as a, as a player that this is. Bigger than this, you know. This is history, and, and looking back at these guys that are no longer with us, and uh, you know that you do have a place, and, and he had a place. That was that was going to be where he is. Uh, was remembered, and uh, you know, beyond beyond that. So that's you know, I think when that hits you as a player, yeah, I think you <laughs> you realize the enormity of the, of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's a, and he comes from such a great family, and. Such good people, so um, so that was fun to see. Okay, I hate to, I, I don't want to stop talking about this, but we do have to talk about the actual uh, modern day Mariners. Um, still playing baseball, yes. They are still playing baseball, and they are still playing relevant baseball, uh, which is a good thing. I um, I was interested to see. I don't know if there's a better word for interested, but that they had a swap and they acquired Drew Storen, um, and it's kind of like the you take you take our guy who can't get anybody out will take your guy who can't get anybody out and see if the, maybe the change of scenery uh, will do it. So uh, the Mariners gave up Joaquin Benoit, got your store, and really a pretty savvy uh, risk, I guess, because there's really no risk, right? And your store, and he's like two years removed from being pretty darn good. So I guess that was uh, worth it for them. Yeah, I mean, I think they're looking at looking the upside and seeing if they can get him squared away. And I guess you don't have to look much further than Tom Wilhelmson why they think they might be able to do that. Uh, Wilhelmson has come back after just being horrible in Texas and has been lights out for Seattle in a different situation. And for Thomas, his situation coming back where he had been and, and he's obviously comfortable here. Storm's going to come in cold to a whole different, whole different situation. So it will be interesting. He, he, you know, he'd been DFA'd by, by the Blue Jays, uh, ironically, after, after Nelson Cruz did a three-run homer off him uh, up in Toronto last weekend. And, and Storm, yeah, a guy that was a, a closer and a good one uh, for the Nationals, uh, and just didn't work out this year in town, in uh, Toronto. So, can they get him squared away? You know, I, I guess somewhat of a low risk because, uh, as you mentioned, Ben Wad had, uh, had not been you know what they had hoped here in Seattle. Uh, certainly, uh, when they brought him in, thought he was going to be the, the setup guy, uh, been, been a, a quality setup guy for the last ten years, and, and he's kind of had back problems early and. And, and I think the reliability probably the biggest question. I pitched better lately, but 
just didn't always know if he was going to be available because of that back. And I, and I think they, they're looking at Storms, a, a guy that's 28 as opposed to 39, and I think they can probably count on a little more uh, to be out there. So if they can get him scored away, they're, they're, they're both concerned. taking a different mix, uh, you know, with, with Edwin Diaz just being lights out. Uh, it just, you know, he's averaging two strikeouts an inning. I mean, he's, he's had more strikeouts than any reliever in baseball since they brought him up. You know, the numbers are, are crazy. And uh, Will Humpson also pitching real well there at the back end. So, along with uh, C-Shack at the closer goal. So, so if, if they can get Storm to fit in that mix, uh, you know, there's another arm that can help them out. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, it seems uh, like the Mariners are a little bit like Humpty Dumpty putting himself back together again. Um, there's, I mean, I feel pretty optimistic about what could happen if, uh, um, you know, Paxton kind of coming on strong, and then you've got Walker who is, is getting close. I guess, what, is a simulated game coming up? I know – uh, you have to be sort of cautious of the optimism here because he came off the DL and then immediately kind of went right back on it. But I guess he's uh, making progress. Yeah, just actually threw a sim game here um, 20 minutes ago from where I stand. Just, just came up to uh, after watching him. He threw three innings, uh, 45 pitches, and said he felt great. It felt good. He was throwing the fastball without issues. So you know, that, that's, a, that's a big step. If they can get him back, he's probably going to go out on a, on a rehab game here in five days and, uh, and see where that takes him. They want they want him to be able to you know get through a start with that foot not barking and, and uh, you know, today he threw three innings and didn't have any problems so uh, as you mentioned you know they've gone through this process a couple times they gave him a longer break this time there's there's uh, definite hope that uh, you know they, I mean, they had him in a walking boot uh, and really tried to take the pressure off that foot and and uh, so yeah we'll see where they can get him if you can get him back in there along with Paxton and and uh, Felix has come back and thrown two starts here and still kind of feeling for his command but uh, obviously he can give him a boost down the stretch and uh, and then see where those guys take them. Yeah, yeah, they think you're right. They're kind of, kind of mixing, mixing the match and getting some different things. Mike Zanino has come up doing a lot more of the catching duties and seems to give them a lift. And uh, that's, uh, yeah, they need to get Cattell Marte back at short. He's out with mono, uh, but you know, those, you deal with those things through the year. But uh, yeah, they, they got the pieces. They're trying to get there to, to August 1st, the trade deadline. See what else the photo does, and then uh, make that push in the last two months. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so do you think they'll do anything uh, the trade deadline? I mean, it, it, I would imagine it would be like maybe just a little like supplemental piece here and there that they might be looking at. Yeah, I, with the Poto, I know they're going to do something. I mean, they've already made the two moves. You know, they traded Montgomery and now Benoit. Uh, Poto just seems to be a guy that uh, has ideas and he's going to act on them. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there'll be huge blockbuster moves. He's, he's of the frame of mind, which I think is – Smart. Uh, you know, if you, if you have a move you think can make you better, you make it. You know, whether it helps you now or, or, or up down the road or both. Ideally, uh, you know, I, I, they're not going to blow this thing up and, and start you know, bringing in prospects. I think they're, they're going to try to you know, help themselves now. But, but he also has an eye open for guys that can, can be a part of the you know, future down the road, like uh, Dan Bolo's back, the kid they brought in in the Montgomery trade. But uh, now I'd be curious to see if we see him pretty soon. He, he seems pretty uh, major league ready down in Tacoma. So. Uh, left-handed bat. I mean, maybe they move Adam Lynn, bring this Bogus back up, and let him play first base. Uh, I'm curious to see see what they do. I think Wade Miley is a guy that could be moved if they can get the right pieces back. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what the photos got. He seems to always have something on the on the burner. Okay, we will pay attention. Monday will be a very interesting day day for everybody. So Greg, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, Allison, good talking to you.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.